Getting loose. NASCAR news and talk on demand with Scoop and Dennis Neal at SoundCloud.com slash Scoop16 and on iTunes. It's getting loose. NASCAR news and talk on demand. Me, Scoop. Scoop16 on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook, SoundCloud as well. Dennis Neal of FS1 and Kentucky Speedway. We've got a lot of races to talk about. Most recently, Martin Truex Jr. getting his third win of the season. A win at Sonoma, enjoying some wine from the goblet atop the trophy there. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people talking about how he faked out Kevin Harvick with that pit stop and how maybe uh, things are even Steven now, given what happened at Sonoma last year and Kevin Harvick getting the win when... Perhaps Martin Truex Jr. had the best car last year, and how the tables have turned this year. Well, you know, and, and that's the funny thing, because if you look at it, it looks like Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch can be the dominant guys, and all of a sudden, here comes Martin Truex starting to raise his credibility this year and this season, and they're, the guys are catching up with each other, and we may be seeing a trend now where everything's going away from Kevin Harvick and those guys toward Martin Truex. These guys are going to make a battle of the hallway to Homestead, I believe. Those probably the top three will do it. I don't know if uh, Boyer will be the fourth guy, but I'll tell you, man, it's good to watch these guys. You get a little little difference of cars and stuff, and not just the Fords. And, and uh, of course, Chevrolet's are out to lunch totally. But, you know, Truex, those guys, and his crew chief, he's a genius. That guy is just, just as smart as they come. But obviously, the hot team is Stuart Haas Racing. We had Clint Boyer get a win at Michigan, and Stuart Haas had a 1-2-3 finish there. They have got it figured out. Kevin Harvick is always strong. He's always in the mix. Absolutely. And you, and you look at the first and second place finishes between Harvick and Kyle Busch. You know, you guys have, you know, either going for the win or coming in second place. You know, Kyle didn't have a very good weekend at Sonoma, but, you know, those guys are, have been hot and supposedly the Ford wasn't going to be very good this year and, and all that. And I guess that's kind of proven to be untrue. But here comes Trex, you know, and then another Toyota, you know, and, and um, you know, these guys are capable if they return to form and winning every track they go to. It's not just, you know, they're just a Johnny come lately. You know, 2016, look how, or 2017, look how they did. They just could dominate where they go. So it's going to be a great battle between Stuart Haas Racing and Joe Gibbs and Furniture Road because we got three big, huge teams now. Well, two huge teams and one team is kind of small, uh, comparatively speaking, but they're all right there in that mix battling each other. Yeah, Martin Truex Jr. getting a win at Pocono some weeks back. So he's back in the conversation. You know, earlier, this was kind of a Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch conversation. Martin's got his hat in the ring there and uh, definitely is coming on strong now. One of the other stories out of Sonoma that caught my eye was Chase Elliott finishing fourth. His best career finish at Sonoma hasn't been real good at Sonoma in the past, but he's been getting better, and he showed that yesterday. Right, and you know he, he even alluded to that. He said, you know, I hated coming out of here. But I think a lot of rookie drivers have that problem if they've ran ovals their whole life. You know, all of a sudden, just throw them on the road course. It's a skill you have to learn, you know, and, and he finally has felt comfortable in the car and comfortable in his skills uh, to run a road course like he's going to do, or he did, and he's going to have Watkins Glen coming up. And let's go back to uh, one of the young guns that didn't have a very good day, but it was his first road course with Bubba Wallace. You know, it takes a while to learn road racing. It's not something you just naturally pick up when you've been turning left your whole life. And, uh, you know, to be able to make the cars smooth and fast and handle well, 
it's a whole new set of skills, and uh, Chase has finally uh, come around, and he's really, really excited about it now. A couple of sad notes. Jason Johnson, uh, World of Outlaws race, dying Sunday morning after a wreck at Beaver Dam Raceway. And NASCAR paid homage to Jason during the activities at Sonoma. And we had Wendy Venturini hit by a car while jogging, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. She's one of our buddies. We always like to hang around with at the track, you know, we get together. And, and of course, you know, the Jason John, we had him on our show. He won the Walt Knoxville Nationals in Iowa a couple of years ago. And uh, this guy was just, you know, he was great. And, um, you know, I'm sure no one wants to die, especially when you have a family and kids at home. The racers know the inherent risk, and uh, the world of outlaws, USAC sprint cars, those type of things, man, they're just you know, just uh, wrecks waiting to happen. And these guys that drive these things, they're beyond belief of what kind of good drivers they are. Every now and then, somebody's going to get hurt or get killed, and you don't wish it could be. You just wish everybody could go through life and be fine, but uh, it just happens, and unfortunately for him and his family, it was his turn, and you know, you just wish it wasn't so. But, uh, you know, prayers and condolences to his family. You know, but, uh, you know, these guys just know the risk they're taking, you know. And uh, they get in the car and they go out there and they're running 200 miles an hour toward a concrete wall and have to turn right or left. And drag racing guys that run 330 miles an hour and hope the parachutes pull out, you know. But, you know, that's the risk they take. And, and um, unfortunately, uh, it, it rears its ugly head and, and puts respect and reality back to everybody that's still racing. Yeah, and guys like Kyle Larson still like to race in that series. You yeah. know, there's a number of top series drivers who still like to get into a World of Outlaws car and do some of that. Yeah, and, and Kyle was running, he won a couple races here the last couple of weeks, you know. I think that, uh, you know, just just shows a scope, just goes to show his skill set. He'll be able to convert back and forth between cup cars and, 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 and sprint cars. And, of course, Casey Kane does it. And, and, of course, Tony Stewart did it all along, you know, while he was still running cup cars. And maybe Jeff Gordon, the smartest guy of all of them, never went back in one. But uh, these guys love to race in the with wheels, and that's what they're, they grew up doing, you know, and they like doing that. So I guess they uh, like to continue on and just get to keep their feet wet in the business and, and uh, go out and have some fun. Got to ask you about the video that went viral of Dean Jones pulling his son Mike out of the burning car at South Boston Speedway. Yeah. A lot of people saw that. He got a season-long probation, Dean did, because you're not supposed to go out there on the track like that. But right. it certainly resonated with a lot of people because that's his son. And right. I think it probably resonated with the governing body there as well because they could have come down a lot harder on him. The parental instinct is, is something you just can't overcome. And, you know, we look at racing every week. You know, we, we watch drag racing, we watch IndyCar, we watch NASCAR. And people wreck all the time, you know, at these big professional racetracks. You know, there's fire crews there and the fire suppression systems on the cars. That doesn't mean you're not concerned about the person in that car, especially if it's a relative of yours. And if it's your son or your daughter or, or whatever, or your brother, you want to try and figure a way to help them. And being at a small, short track, you know, you also wonder what kind of facilities they have you know, for getting out there quickly because a lot of small tracks don't have the big uh, fire teams and stuff like the big uh, professional tracks have. So, you know, this guy was just doing what came naturally to him, and, you know, I can't blame him a bit for doing that. I've done the same thing, and I think the people at NASCAR realized they probably would have done the same thing too because you just never know how fast somebody can get to them. If you're right there, man, you know, your, your adrenaline's running, and that's your kid, you know, and, and man, we got to get him out of that car before he gets hurt. I don't even know that in that moment that's something you consciously think about. You just do it. Those no, The just, safety yeah. crew was just seconds behind him. I, I think I counted seven seconds. 
Yeah. So they were pretty quick. But you don't even think about something like that a lot of times when you, when it's happening to you. Exactly. You're just, boom, got to get there, got to pull them out. And they don't even care if they get burned up or not. You know, it's like uh, Ned Jarrett years ago when, when uh, uh, Fireball Roberts was, was dying in the car, you know, and Ned was trying to get him out of the car and he couldn't get them. He's just, just uh, he was too hot. You know, but you're not thinking of that stuff. You're trying to just get there and get your kid out of that car and, and if you get burnt, so what? You know, you're trying to save someone's life. It means everything to you. Some other things to talk about. Justin Haley getting his first truck series win at Gateway near St. Louis. Brett Moffitt won the truck race at Iowa. We had uh, Justin Algaier win the Xfinity race at Iowa. And Casey Kane with a new interim crew chief, John Leonard. I thought that was kind of an interesting move. Uh, obviously, you've got like a lower tier team there trying yeah. and struggling to be competitive. Well, you know, and they, they, they got a top-tier driver driving for them, and they had a, a crew chief come over from Hendrick Motorsports who was actually an engineer, but had never been a crew chief before. And I think he was trying to go in there and, you know, make the cars better and so on, and they were getting help from Hendrick, I think, as far as motors and chassis go. But, yeah, you you got a you got a commitment to sponsors and so on, and you've told them, hey, I got Casey Kane as a driver, and this guy's a crew chief, and you're not getting any kind of results that you need. So obviously you can't change the driver, so you go change the crew chief, and um, we'll see what happens. You know, uh, I think these guys uh, made up being a pretty good team with time the season's over, and I say pretty good team. If they're in the top 15 or top 20 every week, that'd be a huge, huge, gigantic improvement for them. Well, up ahead, we've got the sailing six hours at the Glen this weekend. Get your tickets at theglen.com. Full weekend of activities. That'll be something to see. And NASCAR goes to Chicagoland, Dennis. Who do you like to win at Chicagoland? Well, you know, there's the Holy Trinity right now. It's Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, and Kevin Harvick. And uh, right now, Kevin Harvick has been the killer in a mile and a half. They weren't deterred anybody. This road course at, at Sonoma, they finished second, you know, after having a few problems. And that was a strategy race. It wasn't like a normal race where they just kept racing and racing until, you know, things played out pit stop-wise. But um, I think if you're going to see uh, Rodney Childers rise above the fray, I think and Kevin Harvick's going to do it. You're picking Kevin Harvick. I'm picking Kevin Harvick. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> We're going with the uh, holy trinity there, or the unholy trinity, depending on your look at things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and, and what's new with Kentucky Speedway? We Obviously, we got some fun coming up there. We got our race coming up on July the 12th as our truck race, the 13th. Uh, Friday, July 13th is the Xfinity race and then you got the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart on the, the 14th of July and we had Mark Simmendinger on our show with us last night talking about what's going on down there and they've kind of got the track all spruced up they had a two day event where everybody that's employed by the track had to help paint and paint the wall and grandstands and posts and buildings and handrails and, and it was a great team building uh, process for those guys and and uh, so it's coming, you know, and uh, we're going to see, uh, I think this is like the third or fourth season on this new pavement, and we're going to see some pretty good racing, I believe. NASCAR did say they're not going to have that all-star uh, arrow and uh, uh, restrictor plate package in 2018 again, and I think Kentucky was one of the places they were thinking about running it. So we're going to be back to our normal cup package for mile and a half. We've had some pretty good racing down there. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. We're going to have a concert, a free concert. A whole lot of folks are going to be involved in charities and events all wrapped around this. 
the Wednesday night before the truck race, we're going to have Eric Almarola, Ryan Blaney, A.J. Allmendinger, and Chris Busher at the Kroger store at uh, Tyler's Road. And then on uh, Thursday, we're going to have our charity trap shoot. We're going to have uh, Chase Elliott, Eric Jones, um, Michael McDowell, and uh, a couple other celebrities, uh, Goose Givens from UK Basketball. And uh, we're going to have them down there for our trap shoot. And then uh, the, the mess gets turned loose on Thursday night with the truck race. And uh, off we go. KentuckySpeedway.com. And let's give a little promotion to your Sunday night show on WLW. Uh, the name of the show, uh, obviously, you can tune it in online. Sunday nights, it moves around because of Reds baseball. But normally you're on when? Uh, 7 to 8.30 every Sunday night, uh, barring you know Reds playing on the West Coast. We are the home station for the Reds and the Bengals. And the show is the Miami Valley Gaming Racing Report. And it's on AM 700 WLW in Cincinnati and online at www.700wlw.com on iHeartRadio. So we're all there. And uh, last night we had a pretty good show. I had Mark Semendinger from Kentucky Speedway. We had Tim Wechter, PR guy from the Hoffman Racing Team out of Cincinnati. They're the winningest USAC National Sprint Car Team in history of USAC with over 100 wins and 10 or 11 championships. And we also had uh, Joseph Newgarden on the winner of the um, IndyCar race yesterday. All right, KentuckySpeedway.com for all the latest mm-hmm. on Kentucky Speedway. And then yep. you can tune in Dennis's show on Sunday nights with uh, Bill Seg Dennison. Yes, sir. The Segman. And uh, if everybody wants to know what Seg stands for, just email me sometime and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, very good. Getting loose, NASCAR news and talk on demand. Let's go racing uh, at Watkins Glen for the sailing six hours of the Glen, and let's go racing at Chicagoland, Dennis. Left and right, up and down, and let's make oval circles. <laughs> Getting loose, NASCAR news and talk on demand at soundcloud.com slash scoop16 and on iTunes.